Anything combat with Johnny K. But it's anything combat though. Welcome back, combatants to the Anything Combat Show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a special guest. He was the WBC Muay Thai Euro champion. He was a British Muay Thai champion. Um, he's from Britain. He's fighting uh, Thong Poon in one championship. His name is Ellis Bada Barboza. How are you today? I'm good, brother. Thank you for having me. What do you think about your opponent, bro? When I saw that fight get announced, I was really excited because I know the quality of opponent you're going up against. He's undefeated in one championship, and he's a beast. He he works with a lot of great fighters. I just saw him working with one Chai, and I think that that's probably the best Muay Thai fighter in the world right now. Yeah, I think he's a good opponent. He's obviously dangerous. He's knocked a few people out. Um... But yeah, I think I'm, I'm better and I'm excited to get in the ring with him. How does it make you feel that he's undefeated and that you'll be going up against... Um, if you are if you beat him, then that will be like the, one of the best wins on your resume. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm actually happy with where he's at. It's, it's a good thing for me because it's there's more for me to gain. You know, it's my debut. He's had three fights on one championship, three wins. I come in there and beat him. I, I gain a lot from that, you know, so that's the way I'm looking at it. Um, I'm excited to, to prove that I deserve to be there. What do you think he does well? Like, how do your styles uh, match up against each other? To be honest, I think he's just good at, he's just aggressive. Like, he's good at applying pressure. And the people he knocked out, they made silly mistakes. Um, and they let him give give the pressure, they didn't really counter. So I don't really take much from that because that's not going to happen with me. Um, and then he had a fight with Yang Dam and I arguably would say Yang Dam won that fight. I don't agree with the decision. So I'm not really thinking too much into into it. Like I'm just focusing on my game. My IQ is very good. Um, I think I have everything I need to win the fight. I've seen the growth of Muay Thai recently just kind of explode with even the Rod Tang Superleg fight that made ridiculous headlines. And now Muay Thai is really growing in all these other countries. So how big do you think Muay Thai is going to get? And how big is it going to be for you when you get the belt and all that? It's going to be... I'm waiting for that belt, bro. But um, Muay Thai is on the rise for sure. And it's going to take over the the UFC, I believe, uh, one championship, purely just because of the the excitement of the fights at the minute. Like, one championship have already got, like, the most organic views on social media, and that's down to the, the knockouts that are happening every week um, and, and the high-level fights. So, I'm excited. Like, in, I think in five years' time, the money and, and the growth of the sport is, is going to be very, very good. Is the fight in Lupini? Yes. Are you happy with that stadium? Like, that's a really credible and respected stadium. Yeah, it's, I'm happy to fight there. Luckily, I've fought there twice before, so I already know the arena. I've, I've settled into it. No, three times I've fought there, so I know the feelings when I get to that arena. It's just going to be another day at the office, you know? Is there an arena that you want to fight that you've really got your eyes set on? One day I want to fight the MGM, mate, in, in America. <laughs> But, um, do you think they'll do a Muay Thai event there? I think so. Like They seem to be trying to push the America card. I think at the minute they're doing it in Lumpini uh, because it makes more sense for the business now. But who knows if it grows and it, and it gets bigger in the USA. I think they would 
and also Europe as well. Like I've seen Chattery post that he wants to put shows um, in Europe and maybe Wembley. So, man, if I could fight in Wembley in the UK and have all my UK people people there, it would be uh, dope. You're English, but when I researched you and I saw that your surname was Barbosa, I immediately thought maybe he's Brazilian. So is, is, is are you Brazilian or no? It's Portuguese. I've got Portuguese background. I see. So when did your family relocate to uh, Britain? It was like uh, my grandparents, so like two generations ago. They came I to... I see. Yeah. So I'm fully British, really, as you can hear, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, my family has got some uh, foreign ethnicity. What British uh, fighters have really influenced your Thai style? Um, when I was coming up, like Liam Harrison, definitely, because his style, like with the low kick uh, and the boxing, I always admired that style. Um, there's many now that are like I look, I look to that are young who are smashing it, like Haggerty, for example. They're, they're good inspiration because they're, they're not too much different from from us, but they're showing that it can be done, you know. Would you consider Haggerty probably the best striker in one championship right now? Right now, yeah, it's Haggerty's time, for sure. He's he's sharp, his mind's right, everything, his team's right. Um, it's, it's Haggerty's season at the minute, for sure, man. There's two fighters that he's unfortunately lost to, which were Rod Tang and Superlek. Do you think it's now time to get those rematches back for him, seeing that he's had the success in kickboxing and Muay Thai? 100%. I think he, he, he could definitely um, fight Superlek again. That would be an exciting fight. Uh, I'm not sure if the Rod Tang would happen again based on the weight. Uh, you can visibly see the difference in Haggerty since he changed weight class as well. Like It's known like when you cut weight, you deplete yourself, you get tired. He looks like a different animal now he's moved up in weight. So I think it's only going to benefit him. You know, and if he was to fight Rod Tang now at that size, I think he could have, he could have more success. Did you like his performance up against Fabricio Andrade? I thought it was one of the best performances in a championship fight we've seen this whole year. Yeah, must have, bro. The way he puts the combos together, he's fluid but calm, calm when he's hurt someone. You know, and that's that's the making of a champion, bro. To to be able to do that, not rush. Same when he fought Nongo. You know, he found the right shots at the right time. So hats off to him, bro. He's doing very well. You keep on, uh, you brought up before Liam Harrison. So he's fighting John Lineker. Mm. Um, this is a fight for him to win. He's definitely going to win this one. Like, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't see John Lineker really having uh, a chance in the Muay Thai department. What did you think when you saw this match get made? To be honest, bro, I hadn't really seen much of John Lineker before. So based on that, I would say Liam would win, you know, like, same with Haggerty and, and Fabrizio, like, you, you can't really put a strike, a full-time striker with an MMA guy and think that the striking is going to be on the same level, in my opinion. There, there are exceptions to that, of course, in, in other promotions, but generally, like, if you're spending more time striking, we're going to be better on the night, you know. Would you compete in K1 rule set or kickboxing? For sure, I think I suit kickboxing. Many people have said that to me before. I haven't actually fought kickboxing rules yet, um, but I like my boxing. I like my low kick. I like to put things together Dutch style. I think I would suit it. I'm open to that. Yeah. I like your style in Muay Thai, and I think that Muay Thai getting adopted into that MMA style. It's a very difficult style to really work into MMA. We've seen with even 
funny saying his name, but Edson Barboza, you guys got the same surname. Edson, yeah. he he brought uh, the Muay Thai into MMA, but his style wasn't really a Muay Thai style. Like his stance was a little bit weird. So applying it into MMA is really difficult. Would you ever try and do that? Uh, what, me going to MMA, you mean? Yeah. You know, that's uh, many people ask me this. It's not really on my mind at the minute, but who knows in the future? I, I like striking, bro. Like I've always liked striking. Um, the when it goes to the ground, I would just be the guy who just wants to stand back up and smash, you know. But who knows? Like one championship gives you the option to do both, um, and all the gyms that I train at around the world all have MMA also. So it's something that wouldn't be a problem for me if I decide to do it. Do you think when you win against Thompson, do you think that'll be an upset? I think it's a major upset. You know, like I know a lot of people are doubting me right now. They don't. They don't really think it's a good fight for me. Um, but I believe in myself. I know for a fact that once this, once I get this win, it's going to open many doors for me. Are the ties always the hardest fight? I don't think so. I think they can be, but. Um, I think Europeans can be better, you know, sometimes. I think they can be more hungry. Why do you see that? Because uh, they've got more to prove or something? Um, yeah, I think it's a... Yeah, I think we we have more to prove. And, um, yeah, we just, we're just hungrier. Yeah? I don't know why it is. I think Thai people, it's a bit different. Like, we choose to fight... Um, because we're hungry, we want to be champions. Whereas sometimes maybe the ties they came up, it wasn't really a choice. So I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, there are ties who are hungry as well. But generally, I think Europeans at the minute are on the come up. Who's your favorite fighter? My favorite fighter ever was Anuat Kausam Ritt. He was a Thai guy. He was a uh, explosive with you know him. Yeah, he's explosive with boxing and low kick, just knocking everyone out. When I looked into you, I saw that they gave you a six-fight deal. So what did this mean to you that one championship respected you enough to keep you around for a lot of fights? I think they I think they really want to push you, actually. Yeah, I'm buzzing with it. Like, it was a surprise, you know. Um, even the fight, the way it came up was a, was a surprise. It was unexpected. I had my in my head that I was going to do the process of, like, the one Lumpini or step by step, but obviously they've seen something, and I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity, and I'm ready to show that I belong there. Jason Woodham is also coming on the show, so that's going to be a great episode. Talk about his work with you. How has he helped you, and when did you meet him? Yeah, so I met Jason uh, two and a half years ago. Just at the start of 2021, I moved to Dubai. Well, I went for a vacation and I met him there. And then I ended up staying and um, fighting under him in the gym. Um, he's a brilliant coach, bro. He put so much time into me. That The journey with, with Jay was like the real lessons I've learned. Like I took some losses because we took hard fights. But them hard fights now, the experience I've banked when I come into these type of fights in one championship, it's like invaluable, you know. And... He put time into me every day. He's, he's, he's like a wizard with technique, bro. He's, he's a very good coach. And even now, like with this fight, I messaged him saying, what do you think? And he said, yeah, to take it, you'll, you can win. But he, he believed in me still, you know. Um, he's always been like one of my biggest cheerleaders. So he, he's, a, he's a good guy to have around. 
Tell me about the Muay Thai scene in England right now. Do you think it's leveling up? Yeah, I think the UK is probably one of the, the best outside of Thailand. Before, I used to think it was France. Everyone used to say it was France, but I think England now, outside of Thailand, or even including Thailand, is one of the best. You know, we've got however many people on one championship getting signed. Haggerty's got the belt, you know, and even the UK scene over there, the shows, man, there's there's so many shows, so many fighters, and everyone's chasing that same thing, one championship, and, and just to become the best. So I think the UK is going to continue to smash it. As we've been talking, we've been focusing on one championship a lot. But what have your fights been like in England? What's the English scene like? How hard is it to get fights? And what's the quality in the English scene? Um, there's there's many shows. It's it's not too hard to get fights. For me, I, I'm a lighter weight class. So um, there was less people to fight. And I beat most of the people there. So I always knew there's going to be a time for me personally to come to Thailand. Because at my weight class, all the best are in Thailand or Japan or something like that. But, you know, like the higher weight classes for sure in England, we're, we're one of the best, like 65, between like 60 and 70, it's packed. There's so many fighters and so many events too. Is um, green your favourite colour? Because I saw that it might be um, your signature. I like mint green, yeah. <laughs> I, like How important... I like WBC colours as well. <laughs> <laughs> How important was the Euro Championship for your professional career? What does that say about you as a fighter? Yeah, that was like um, a nice consolidation of all the work I've put in over the years. Um, I was chasing that green strap for a while. I got unlucky one time. I went to Australia, fought for one, and got a bad decision. So it was like a bit of a heartbreak, but we finally got the belt. It was just like all of that pushing finally paid off, you know. And when you win a title like that, it, it just makes you feel like, okay, what I'm doing is correct. And it gives you another boost, you know, to move forward. Like coming into these type of fights now, um, it definitely helps when you know that you've that you've achieved said things like that. Where'd you fight in Australia? Because that's where I'm located right now. I fought I fought on the Gold Coast. Oh, beautiful. Did you holiday over there? It's surface paradise. You know, I, I, we didn't have much time, but I looked around a little bit. It, it was a, It's a nice place. I want to go back. I've actually got family in Australia as well. Like Really? Are yeah. you Australian? No. So when my grandparents moved, they have many siblings. So some went to Australia and all went to England. So, so I've got I basically got Aussie family as well. I see. Okay, yeah. so so you're already part of the family, the Australian family. We oh, love yeah. that. <laughs> um, who, who who was your hardest fight? Do you think who gave you the hardest fight? Um, I've had I, I fought one Thai called Chalong Suk. Uh, I fought him on Muay Hardcore. I took it on three days notice. I was on holiday. Um. I weren't even even like really training to fight. I was just on a vacation and uh, the gym offered me a fight. They gave me some tie that was like seven kilo bigger than me. <laughs> so just based on that, it was more just like like a hard fight mentally just to push through because, you, you know, when someone's bigger, it's always harder. Um, also, Corey Nicholson, I fought in Australia. He's very good. I credit where credit's due. He, he's slick style. He was... Um, a good operator. 
tell me about the Fairtex Training Centre. When did you start there and is that your main base or is there a different place that you usually train out of more? Yeah, so now my base is in is in Thailand, Fairtex. Uh, I came here in April to have like two or three fights before my WBC just to make sure I was on the winning path, you know. Um, and then after the WBC, I came back here, had another fight and I've been here three months since that WBC fight. Um, and it's going to be my base for the foreseeable. I also have a gym in, in Dubai. I was at Jason Woodham and I also have TK MMA. So when I go there, um, that's where I train. It's a very good gym. It's more MMA based, but the lads are like all very high level. So can you run me through what your goal is in one championship after this Thong Poon fight? What do you really want to see from your career? What's the next three fights going to look like? Yeah, I just want to prove um, that I'm one of the best. Like, I'm not one to be calling people out or picking names. Um, I leave that to the management I'm under. Um, but I'm just going to... My goal is just to keep beating everybody in front of me, you know, um, and get that belt. I want that strawweight belt. If they could make... Uh, a belt below because I'm fine at 120 pounds. I can make I can make 118. I've seen some talk online recently because the division is is actually packed. There's a lot of catch weight catch weight fights happening. Um, so there is potential for another belt to be added below straw weight. But if not, we'll go for the straw weight belt. But that's obviously the goal in the next one one two years. How often do you want to be fighting? Do you want to stay busy or do you think you should space it out a little bit more? No, I want to be busy. I want to be busy. I can fight every every six weeks, every four weeks, no problem. You know, as long as I'm winning and, and I'm not I'm not injured, I'm good to go. You have Roman Griclia. I always stuff up his surname, and he's really good, dude. People really struggle with his style. So, what do you think about that fight? And do you think he's just going to get the W again? To be honest, I'm not too familiar. Who, who's he fighting? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too familiar. To be honest, the card I'm fighting on, there's not loads of fighters I'm familiar with. I know there's um, one guy, Luke, that's debuting also. We're, we're debuting together. Um, and there's a Moroccan Moroccan guy, Moussi and Shafi. But there's not many. And Johan, but um, some of the fights, I don't know the opponents. They're new faces, you know? Yeah, no, the card's actually really good. Um I actually can't wait for the card. The, I, I think it's pretty underrated. And I think that your spot on the card's a really interesting spot because I would have I would have seen from face value, I would have gone, okay, Thong Poon, I would have I would have said to uh, myself, that's a fighter that you need to look out for. And dude, he's just gonna run through this random guy. But when you really look into it and then I and then you research who is actually fighting, and then you see, okay, Barter's got uh, like an underrated uh, record. He's coming in here hungry and he wants to win badly and he's ready for the war. Like, dude, that's not a fight that you can easily predict anymore. Exactly. And you've hit the nail on the head. Like, I'm, I'm hungry and I don't know about what he's thinking about me. I've seen some posts on Instagram that he, he thinks he's going to kill me, this and that. I'm not one for talking. You know, I just rather let, let my talk happen in the ring. Um, but for sure, I'm hungry and I'm no, I'm no easy fight for anybody in this division, you know. How much time have you spent in Thailand? 
Uh, right now, I've spent like six months solidly here, but before that, I've came here and I've trained for two weeks here and there. Um, but I'd say my with me the fact that I've travelled, like I've been to Dubai, I've moved, I've fought in Australia, I've seen I've seen different ways of training and different styles. So all these things, like I kind of bank the information and I take what I like and what I think is good for me, um, and it's really put me in a good place now. Are you going to go back to Dubai after this fight to work with Jason and also just um, I, I don't know I don't know where else you go in Dubai to train. I go to TK MMA in Dubai as well. My plan after this fight is to go there for a, like a, a bit of downtime. I will also continue to train, but it's not going to be a fight camp or anything. But yeah, like Dubai is my happy place, you know. Um, so after and it's not too far from Thailand, which is good for me. So definitely some downtime there after this fight. Dude, isn't it too hot there? It is in the summer, but this time of year is nice. It's not too bad. It's like 30 degrees on the on, in the day and like in the evening, you, re, you might even put a jumper on, you know? But in the summer, bro, don't go to Dubai in the summer. It's so, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start Muay Thai Magic? I started that um, in 2020. It was during the... What are you hoping? Yes, yeah, so, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, just during COVID time, basically, when I had loads of time to, to myself. What are you hoping to achieve with that venture? I mean, there's many things. There's many roads I want to go down. But as a brand, I just want, when someone see, uh, says Muay Thai, they think MTM directly. That's to summarize it in one sentence. Are you going to put on fights? Who knows in the future? Potentially. And maybe soon. <laughs> I love that. Let's talk about Superbond Tawanchai. I said to you at the start that I thought Tawanchai's style is probably the best style for Muay Thai right now. His only close fight was the Siddhachai fight, which after the fight was done, he, he even looked confused if he won or if he lost. It was a close fight, but he was very young at the time. He was like 22 or something. I think that his style is really difficult to deal with. If it was kickboxing, it could kind of be a coin flip. But, dude, it's Muay Thai, and I haven't seen Bond's ability in Muay Thai. I think he's better at K1. So I do think that Tawan Chai takes it. Yeah, I think under because it's Muay Thai rules, as you said, I think Tawan Chai will take it. But as you saw when he fought Joe Natawa under kickboxing rules, I think there's an argument for Natawa winning that fight. From what I saw, you're joking. <laughs> really? Yeah. Smoking Joe, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like, it was very close, but I just think that Smoking Joe was more fluid with his combinations in, when you put it in kickboxing rule set, you know? Um, but I wasn't there live to see the power difference. It's hard to say when you're watching a video, you know? Um, but under Muay Thai rules, Super Bond, Tawan Joe, I would go with Tawan Joe. Who are the top three fighters that have influenced your style the most? Top three, I would say like Anuak, Kelsan Rip. Um, Liam Harrison has definitely influenced me. Um, and I like I liked elusive fighters, you know, like Lerdzilla and stuff like that. Like people who can't be hit. Like I like a war fighter, but I do like elusive fighters too. Welcome back, combatants to the Anything Combat Show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by an English Muay Thai champion, 
who's also a Euro champion. This is the second time he's on the show. The last time we were talking, we said that he was the underdog going into the Thompoon fight. And we said, I said to him, if he knocks him out, he'll get back on. And look what happened. He loves the color green. Please welcome to the show again, Elias Bada Barboza. How are you, my friend? Thank you, bro. I'm good. All right. Thank you for having me back. All good, dude. So your performance against Thong Poon, dude, you're the underdog. I I personally was worried about the fight, and I told you why. Thong Poon was training with Tawan Chai. He was this guy undefeated in one championship. You got in there. There was not really that much stuff that he could do to you. I, I watched no. the fight. There was there was <laughs> you you minimized the majority of his game, and you got the knockout. So what was the feeling like after getting the um um dropping him with the elbow, and then what was it feeling like finishing with the body shot? I was loads of feelings all at the same time, man. It was it was mainly like just a bit of relief um, that I I did what I said, you know, because I told everyone before the fight I'm gonna win, I'm gonna knock him out, and. Uh, I did what I what I said I was going to do, you know, which was the main thing. But when they when I did the elbow, it was like it was crazy because I'd visualized this in the gym many times. And when I saw it coming, I was like, "Ah, oh, now's my chance!" And when it when I pulled it off, it was like, "Wow, this is this is real now." You know, I'm here, I'm on the big stage and doing this, so I'm just buzzing, bro. Tell me, uh, were you happy with your performance? Like I saw from the fight, you dominated every single part of the game. The only thing that I saw, what's that noise, bro? noise in the background it's some bird <laughs> is it loud no, bro, is right. it very loud <laughs> no it's loud as fuck dude oh fuck let me move somewhere one second this is thailand for you I'll, I'll that's go all right bro that's all right i'll go for a walk whilst we're talking so before we were rudely interrupted by some birds now motorcycle the point i was making was that your distance game was fucking on bro like your 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 dodges, your your back steps into the elbow. Like, dude, your your distance management was perfect. Your defense was good. Your offense was good. The only thing that I saw that maybe wasn't the best was in round two. He did had some success in the clinch. Now he didn't get too much damage off, just he kind of moved around in the clinch. That's the only thing, just a minute detail because you dominated the whole fight. Would you say you were happy with your performance? Is there anything that you need to improve on? Maybe that clinch, maybe? No, I was very happy with my performance, you know, because I, uh, I negated what he wanted to do to me, which was the, the plan, you know, just take his strength away, take his power away, break his spirit, show he can't hurt me, and then finish him. That was my plan. Um, the clinch, to be honest, I didn't feel like he was stronger than me in the clinch, but um, I didn't feel like the fight needed to go there. But... Um, for sure, maybe in the future, like I would look to put to put me working in the clinch and, and make sure I can dominate there too, you know. So just win the fight in all areas. It's all over the place today. So I want to ask you, uh, Barboza, is there anything that surprised you in the fight? Anything at all? No, bro. It's exactly how I expected it. I studied him. I knew he was just like a a one-dimensional pressure fighter, bro. He have one he have one mode to kill you. If he doesn't kill you, he can't. He can't change his game plan, you know. And this is what I said to everyone before the fight. I was very confident in myself going into this fight. I, I knew I had better IQ, more versatile, and I knew I just had to get past the first round, you know. If he didn't knock me out, 
in the first round, I'm going to win. That's what I knew. And, and we did. Once I got through that first round, I was like, yes, let's go. It's my fight. And so how did you find that hole to then minimise his game? I used my legs in the first round to keep the distance. That was my plan. So kick, it, kick his leg, use my teeth, use my footwork, go into Southport sometimes, go into Orthodox. So I keep him guessing, you know. And then just... Also, don't be scared to stand in the pocket and show him your power don't hurt me, you know. And, and I saw, he, he saw that. I saw his face change, you know. Um, and then I used the elbow as well just to give him a bit of a threat so he can't hit me for free. Once he knew he had these things to think about, he, he deflated his energy. And then I had my time, you know. Did you think you knocked him out when you dropped him with the elbow? No, I thought, I thought he'd get up. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was I was happy, but I thought he'd get up to be fair. He's, he is tough, you know? He is tough. What's next on the radar? You told me that you signed that really big deal with one championship. you got many fights to complete now, and from here, you've only got killers up. People were counting you as an underdog for Thong Poon, so now you've got so many more fights where you're going to be let maybe you won't be the underdog for the next one, but you're gonna go up against tougher competition. So who do you want next? Do you want anyone? Um, I believe a fighter called Elif um, had problem with Tonku. He just signed the contract. That fight would be cool. Um, Prajan Chai would be cool. I'm I'm game. I don't pick my fights, you know. Fight anybody. Whoever one thinks that I should fight, I'll sign the contract. I'm here to be the, the champion, you know. What was Coach Jason's reaction to the win? He was so happy, so happy. Because we went, we went through some hard times together, you know, like took a few losses in, in 2022. And he was heartbroken because we worked so hard together. And I was heartbroken. And it was like it wasn't quite paying off. But all them lessons we learned together now paid off. And it was on the big stage. So for him to see that, it was just like a good moment for me too, you know. Dude, it's so hard to find people's Muay Thai records. When I saw your record get announced uh, on the stage and Thong Poon had like 90 fights and you had like 20 fights, I was like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, I thought I thought you would have much more fights. But as we, as we know and as we spoke about seeing that England's uh, quality of fighting right now is so high that, that those low amounts of fights is just quality over quantity. So how do you feel about that? Why are these English fighters with smaller amount of fight records, even like a Nika Carrillo from Scotland, beating these guys who have 100, 200 fights? I think it's many things. First of all, we're, we're much hungrier like foreigners want to want to smash and secondly um i think we've like got more versatile style like if you look at all the best strikers now as you said nico there's haggerty there's many we can fight in both stances we can box we can kick we, we can do everything you know it's not one dimensional um and that's where the game's going like obviously one championship is is a new era and you have to evolve you can't do this only walk forward and, and try and kill your opponent. You need to be able to do many things. And the British fighters have, have done that, you know. We've, we've added elements to our game that other places haven't done. And also, we take hard fights, like Haggerty fought Superlex when he was very young, you know. Nico fought legends like Sexan. I fought Lumpini champs like Pentai in my 20 fights. It's not, it's not about their number of fights, it's about like who you fight, you know. 
and we fought very best. When you go against the best, you take things from them and like you evolve very much. Out of all the combat sports right now, we know boxing's the most important, most prestigious because it's got the most eyes, even though MMA is soon to surpass it. Then you've got your kickboxing, then niche with Muay Thai, and then underneath that's your left way. So what do you think the sport of Muay Thai has to do to bump itself up? Because as we know, the fights are way more entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I think we need more characters, more marketing, people who are not scared to talk, people who who put themselves out there, you know? Like, because people buy into the character, not just the fighter. As you know, with, like, Conor McGregor. MMA, UFC wasn't big 10 years ago. And then he came along, he started telling people, I'm going to knock you out in round one, done what he said. And then now, he revolutionised the sport for everyone, you know? So you need someone like that, you need some characters. And just the knockouts like that's already happening. How did you find Ching as Alazov, and uh, what did you say to each other? As a Muslim brother, so he just gave me some good advice. You know, he said, "Stay on, stay on your religion, just pray, train hard." And, and he said, "You have to smash everybody." You know, we have no choice. <laughs> he's, he's one of my favorite fighters, so it was nice to see him and, and get some good advice. How important has your faith been to your fighting career? Uh, it's been a it's been a big big importance for me recently. Like it just gives me a lot of peace, you know. When I go to the ring, I'm not bothered about what happens. I have, I'm happy for the good and the bad, you know. It, it gives you a, a feeling of yeah, like peace and just whatever's meant for me will happen, and I'm I'm going to be grateful. So that's like a strong strong mindset going into a fight. What do you think about Johan Ghazali's performance? Um, I think he did well. He's, he's, he's still showing his promising, you know. That, but I think he, I think now he needs to to get a, a harder test, step by step, you know, one by one, same like all of us. And then I think he can go far. You were talking about Conor McGregor, how you say something and then you do it. I liked your quote. It's you said, "Break his spirit." And that's when we find the magic. So, do you think that you succeeded in completing this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did, as I said, and that's the the key to success. You know, if you if you don't believe in yourself and you keep it inside, you're not going to be anything. You know, if, t- tell people what you want to do, even if you look arrogant, who cares? You know, if you want to be the boss, you want to be the champ. You have to feel like that and and tell people that's that's who you are. Who gave you the nickname El Jefe? <laughs> It started when I was young in, in the UK, you know, I was just, I was UK number one and I was like, uh, it just started as a joke and it, it stuck. Dude, your success has just started. You signed a big deal for one championship. That was a big deal. Now you won by knockout. That was also a big deal. I read that at one point in your life, you were homeless. It was, is this true? Yeah, bro, like when, when I was growing up in my very young years, life was not too good for us. Like, my mum did everything she could to provide. Um, there was a lot of years of like rough times, you know, but now it's my time to give back to my family and, and change their life. How did that build you as a fighter? It's definitely given me some resilience, you know. That, that's why I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Like, my, my childhood... It built like a drive in me and a resilience like to, just to just 
get things done, you know, and, and if you're in a difficult position, no problem, like, just keep pushing. Is your mother a really big key indicator for, like, a motivator for your success? Yeah, in the sense that I want to give back to her and also that she's one of the strongest people on this planet, you know. So everything that that I am, like, I learned from my mum. She's a very strong woman. She's, like, a, she's a very big role model for me. And uh, she, everything I do is for my mum, you know. She's the biggest motivation in my life. Back to fighting quickly. So you were... You did boxing, you did kickboxing, now you've ended up in Muay Thai, that's what you're best at. But why did you choose Muay Thai? Was there a particular reason? No, to be honest, it was just my friend had went to a Muay Thai gym and then once I went there to, to do a, like a trial lesson, um, I really loved it. Like I didn't, I didn't really know much of the difference between Muay Thai and kickboxing at the time. I was only 12. And then as soon as I went there, I started slinging elbows on the pads and smashing the leg kicks in and like, doing all, all the drills I just loved it I stuck with it straight away it was like it had me had me there from the moment I started to be honest as we've spoken about your fight record there there isn't that much that many fights to really look at now that you're in one championship and you have these fights that they've already said for you to do do we see you being really active now when do you want to fight next yeah, well, there was talks of January, but the opponent they gave me wasn't available. So now I think it's going to be February um, on a prime card. The the opponent hasn't been confirmed yet. There's been no contract, but there will be. I think February I'm going to be back. How do you feel now that you're in this spot in your career? Is this exactly where you want to be, or did you want to be even further at this age? I always want to be further. I want to be the champ champ, you know, but I know that it takes time. So I'm here to put in the work, you know, step by step. I'm not going to pick my fights. I'm not going to... I just do as they say and, and, and do what I need to do to become the champ. My final question for today uh, is when were you with Pentor Bike Club? When did this all occur? Pentor? Yeah, Pentor Fight Club. I heard that you were training with them for a little bit back in the day, so. Uh, you mean Phuket, Phuket Fight Club? Well, I I looked and their Instagram thing said Pentor. He's the coach. I see, okay, so was that Phuket yeah, yeah. Fight Club? Yeah, 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 Pentor, I was, yeah. He's a good coach, I went to Phuket Fight Club for a holiday and I trained with him. He's a very good partner. Um, and then I ended up having a fight like on <laughs> On last minute, like two day notice at 65 kilo there, and I'm a 53 kilo fighter uh, in, in more hardcore, but like that was a good fight as well. That was a war. Yeah, man. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Bada Barboza, for coming on the show. Is there any final remarks you want to say as the fans at home as we wrap up the podcast? Just keep your eyes on me. I'm coming for the belt. Follow Barboza on Instagram, link in the description, and follow Anything Combat on Spotify. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.